Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Hey guys, welcome to our special Country Doctor Herbals uh, Wholesaler Zoom training. We feature a different training every month for our Country Doctor Herbal Wholesalers. And we want to thank you for joining us because we know that your schedules are very busy. So we appreciate you taking time out of your day. And today we have a very, very special guest which is Mr. Bob Burdekin with New Wave Therapy. I am literally lasering my wrist as we're talking because um, I was switched. Um, it's a long story, so we don't we don't really have time for it. But this is the one thing that unswitched me. Yeah. So kind of ironic because yeah. this was literally about two hours ago that we uncovered that. So um, kind of an interesting way to lead in. I always like to start off with my own personal story with the lights um, because I think that's always the best way to lead with clients as well mm -hmm. is, um, you know, how we authentically connect with them. So um, my kind of first story is that I had initially, I'm lasering too, um, or I'm sorry, I'm doing light therapy. Light therapy, yeah. Sorry, Bob. Um, <laughs> so um, I had initially got the light more for my dog than actually um, myself. Uh, but shortly after I'd gotten it, started using it with my dog, um, which, you know, he thinks it's only for him. But that's another story. Um, I started doing the wellness protocol. Um, which is on page 60 in the manual, although depending on which manual you have, that might vary. Um, but I had started doing this wellness protocol just on myself in the morning. And um, and I just felt this like nice little boost. And I, I only did like 20 or 30 seconds on each spot. But I just felt so, um, it was like such a good way to start my day. And shortly after that, my son got sick. This is about January, February. He got this really nasty bug. And he wasn't eating and he was coughing. It was, you know, very respiratory. I don't know. It seems to be going around. But, um, you know, he was literally on the couch for two days, not eating. Um, and he wasn't, like, sick in his stomach. But he was just very lethargic, you know, with a fever, not wanting to move. So I did the wellness protocol on him and I literally just laid on the couch with him and did it. And he got up and smiled and like hopped to bed. Whereas we were almost like carrying him to bed because he felt so, you know, so bad earlier that day. So it was really fascinating to me. The next morning he woke up and he, um, he he's, you know, not feeling well. He's still dealing with this bug. 
And he says, Mom, will you do that light thing on me again? (laughs) Whatever that was. And so I thought that was really funny. I always love it when, you know, kids buy into it because it either works or doesn't work with them, right? Um, So I thought that was really, really amazing. But we have now a red light, a blue light, and a green light and use all of them at home on our our kids, our dogs. Um, I've also found the red light very beneficial for... Um, my other dog uh, has hip dysplasia, and so she's really struggling with a lot of pain. Bob's nodding because he knows what I'm talking about. And so, um, I mean, I can literally, I will do this over her, um, you know, hip joints, mm-hmm. and she will go from limping on one foot to walking. And so it's really amazing to just have it right be, you know, right in front of your eyes. And so, um, so for me, that's been kind of just some powerful powerful moments for me. Um, And then what I really would love to do is kind of turn it over to Dan for a couple of minutes. And I would love for him to explain why addressing scars in the body is so important. Because this is one of the top stressors that you guys are seeing, right? As you're out in the trenches, in the fields, it is one of the top stressors on the body. And if it's not addressed, the ability for your client to respond to their program is, is... very minimal. It's greatly diminished. Greatly diminished. Way, um, I want to start. Thank you for the testimonial, too. It's uh, good to be here. Thank you, Bob, for joining us on this special Q&A about the, uh, about the light therapy device and its use. Um, it, is, it is probably one of the most impactful things that I've ever been exposed to. And I started working with light devices in 2001, November. And uh, it was the original Erconia mm-hmm. medical, extremely expensive, uh, that this device I still have, and it still works. It's 20 years old. It cost about $7,000 then. Uh, there, you want, if you want to step up to an Erconia uh, and think that you need what they have to offer, if you've got a, you know, an extra 40 grand lying around, be my guest. Um, they'll be happy to sell you one for 40 grand. Um, we were down in Denver at a class with Dr. Brimhall and this guy kept complaining about leg pain, had massive leg pain and it didn't matter what he did. He was taking supplements. He was getting hydrotherapy, had acupuncture, chiropractic, massage. He was doing a ton of different things to this. And when we had him on the table and we were doing an evaluation, one person noticed right at the hairline, right in here, he had a little scar and it had a little bit of a pinkish tinge to it, right? It looked a little bit angry. And somebody's, they, they kind of pushed on it and they said, oh, what about that? Well, at the same time that they pushed on this scar, there's another person working on his leg and he says, oh, that leg feels, oh, wait, whatever you did, it feels better. So they took their finger off of the scar and they started focusing on the leg again. His leg pain cranked right back up, just literally that fast within mm-hmm. about two seconds. And so we finally connected the dots that the scar tissue, the neurological stress created in the sympathetic nervous system because of the scar, the adhesions, the interference to the flow of electrical in the body was being interfered with here, and it was interfering with his leg being able to uh, to perform properly without pain. And so we started, you know, using light devices on it. We started massaging it and and rubbing uh, wheat germ oil into it, which is what we still use to this day. And uh, it cleared up that weekend. It never came back, and he was literally amazed. I think Arconia did sell him a laser that weekend. <laughs> No, I, no, if I knew then what I know now, right? Anyways, um, another story I got to share, and there's a couple of them. I, about nine years ago, I had a, uh, and this is part of my intro class with brand new clients when they come to Country Doctor and they think that they want to use us uh, for, you know, the nutritional therapy. 
And we'll mention, I mentioned to him about scars, and we said it's one of the top five stressors, but people have sometimes a hard time connecting the dot. But I have a, a yoga instructor who at that time, she was 36 years of age. She had no uh, childbearing scars, so no episiotomy or perineal tear or C-section. She was not on any over-the-counter or prescription medications. Impeccable diet, very active, and her complaints were chronic fatigue, insomnia, and headaches. Those are the three primary complaints that she had when she came into the clinic. We took her through an evaluation process. We checked everything, um, found scars. I said, where's the scar? She goes, I don't have any. And I said, we well, have a belly button, don't you? Which, by the way, if you're working with people that don't have belly buttons, you, you can't help them because they got to have a belly button. It's kind of a requirement. Can I ask a question? Yes. Can I ask a question? Please. Did she have a spinal? For when what? She had her delivery. No, she, she never had a, had a baby. No, she never had a baby. Oh, she never had a baby. Never had a baby. Right. Spinal, for other reasons. That's that's another thing to, to kind of find out, too. Absolutely. Things, like for headaches or things like that, they'll give them a spinal. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing you've got to contend with. Yeah. Yes. Any scar, and, what, and you get these people that go to uh, and uh, sell plasma a lot, they'll start developing scars right in this area. It's very faint. Um, but you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff because any scar tissue can create a problem. So when I examined her belly button, I noticed about this high, about a quarter inch above the belly button is this little pinkish dot. And I said, well, what's that? And she says, oh, I forgot, which is how most practitioners find out about their most important information. you got to drag it out of people, right? right. Me, three, me and three girlfriends four years ago to commemorate our uh, journey and our adventure in Old Mexico, we had piercings done. But she took hers out about two years prior to coming to see me because she said it would hook on clothes, it would kind of weep, and she didn't want to, you know, it, it bothered her. So she, uh, I said, well, let's try that and see if that's the scar, and, and, it, and it crashed the nervous system just instantly. Mm-hmm. And short story long, this young lady who has all these wonderful things going in her favor never should have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, along with headaches and, and, uh, and, uh, and fatigue. She uh, she started rubbing wheat germ oil on that scar about for about a minute every day, and in less than six weeks, with that and in-office light therapy, uh, no more chronic fatigue, insomnia, or headaches. It completely went away 100%. She wrote us a beautiful letter, and she's never had to come back. And her entire program was six bucks as far as the actual n- nutrition that she needed topically on the body. And so that I felt I thought was an amazing uh, experience mm-hmm. with her. Then I had some others. I had some just this week. I want to share a most recent story with you. Um, lady that comes to me, she had a scar all the way across the back of the, from right in the middle of the, here to the back of the hand, and it's been purple. And it's about eight weeks, nine weeks old, but it's been real fine line, and it's purple. One of the things that we as practitioners can forget, because if I didn't tell you, maybe you didn't hear about this, because I forgot, um... You can do wheat germ oil topically, massage it into the scar, okay, with the scar and against. Always make sure that when they use sesame seed oil or wheat germ oil that they go with the scar, but they also go against the scar, okay? That's how you get the best penetration. And that's with the topical. But the the thing that I noticed was with the light, it was purple. I'm going to demonstrate on Becca's back of her hand here, just like that. When you do the light therapy on a scar... Use your fingers and manipulate. 
Start breaking up those adhesions along with this. A lot of people are just doing this to the scar tissue or the or the mm -hmm. you know, the tattoos or whatever that someone might be be handling, and they're just doing this. Instead, work your finger and really break that up. And here's what happened just yesterday. This gal had a, a purple line all the way across her arm right there. And when we got done in about four minutes, there was blotches of white that had already appeared inside this scar from actually manipulating with the light therapy. You have to manipulate. Some of these scars have to be, you have to really rub that scar while with the light therapy going on there. It's so one of the techniques that I had unfortunately forgot and I saw her arm I thought, I think I'd better, oh yeah, let's start manipulating that. Mm -hmm. And you can actually start turning these pink scars white and these purple scars pink almost instantly if you'll manipulate that really good. And she's not in any pain, so we could actually use the percussor on that. I know some of you are ordering some of those portable ones that we came across for like 80 bucks now that work really good. Mm -hmm. um, Will you explain the tree roots too? Oh, yeah. So... So we're using the percussor to start breaking up these adhesions and getting better blood flow and circulation in there. So using the light device, using the topical with the sesame seed oil or the wheat germ oil, and, uh, and then using the uh, percussor to start breaking those things up or using a lot of manipulation while you're, while you're working through that, right? Mm -hmm. And really manipulate that skin, right? Really twist that around. She was not in any pain, so I could actually use that... Uh, that percussor on it and it really broke up any of those uh, interference pathways from the adhesions really really much faster range of motion better and everything mm -hmm. so Becca had mentioned to kind of consider these adhesions like roots below the surface of the skin if you if you slice the skin the adhesion is kind of a tentacle that is sent down by the body to grab onto and latch onto tissue or other areas in the body while the surface heals but once that surface heals, there's no signal in the body to tell the adhesions to stop. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like if you have a if you have a, uh, a a tree with a big root system growing down, and all of a sudden it gets wrapped around the pipes of the house, or it starts interfering with the telephone lines, or it starts eroding or making the foundation weak. Roots on a tree that's gotten out of control is kind of the same situation as adhesions from scars. It'll start interfering with other areas and other function of the body, whether it's lymphatic flow, whether it's energetic flow with the with the acupuncture points, whether it's blood, oxygen, nutrition, and things of that nature. In fact, she had some numbness uh, tingling in her fingers and we started really working on that. She started feeling warmth actually start coming back yeah. just yesterday from that. So it's, it's really fascinating. It is something that must be a part mm -hmm. of... Uh, paying very close attention to helping these people restore function. Bob's absolutely right. Um, you must have uh, a real thorough evaluation of scars, mm -hmm. scar tissue anywhere on the body. Remember, it makes no difference where the scar is, how large the scar is, or how old the scar is. Some of the worst situations with men are the uh, vasectomy scars and the circumcision scars. Um, these have to be checked. Um, you have to evaluate to see if they're active and are causing the, causing a lot of problems, uh, especially in the governing vessel uh, for the male or with women. It's the episiotomy perineal tear from childbearing that blows that governing vessel out, and it just and it hits Takes all of the circuitry. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's literally it's fascinating mm -hmm. the level of of amazement you can produce with your clients when you really within those first within that first 
or second initial visit or within that fine tuning period, that first four to six weeks, whatever it is, when you really exhaustively have a system that evaluates those things and, and potentially brings them on display because you will change people's lives. There's a, I'll finish with one more story and then we'll probably jump into some Q and a, but, um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Eulen up in uh, Glen Falls, New York, had a case. Actually, it was one of his associates. This young lady was brought into the, uh, the school nurse's office and the school psychiatrist. She was actually uh, extremely manic uh, and was uh, being labeled with uh, schizophrenic tendencies and a bunch of other things. And uh, they brought the parents in. They had this powwow. And they said, you know, we think that she needs shock therapy to pull out of this which is exactly what somebody needs that's emotionally tortured, right? They should be physically abused also. Uh, made no sense. And, and so they said, no, we're going to look into some other options. And they found a practitioner that understood these, this scar tissue stuff. Well, here's what the little girl had done to herself. She had piercings here, piercings here, piercings here, 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 and here. Okay, and uh, what was happening when the evaluation was done is that the, all that, that piercing and the metal toxicity to go along with it was completely disrupting her nervous system. Now, neuroscience and neurosurgeons have proven this for decades, okay? This is not something new. It's actually in the literature, scientific-reviewed literature, uh, peer-reviewed literature through PubMed about the, the interference factors associated with scar tissue. And they said, well, I can't help your daughter unless she's willing to take these things out and massage wheat germ oil in these areas. She took them out and within less than three weeks was completely sane, completely a different person. Then due to peer pressure and the crowd she was running with, she started putting some of those back in areas that mom and dad couldn't see here and here and down here. And uh, in the tongue where she would hide it, right? So they couldn't see it. And in a very short period of time, her behavioral tendencies return with a vengeance. So these, uh, these types of stressors, and if you're a practitioner, I've had people that I did not accept as a case. When I found scar tissue, a lot of the tattooing and a lot of the piercings, uh, I've had cases that I would not accept because of those things, because we found them to be active. We know from our clinical experience that they will undermine any good dietary nutritional plan by not handling them properly with devices like this and with the wheat germ oil or sesame seed oil. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to have somebody's non-compliance pull down my success rates. And I tell them that to their face. And uh, so they know I'm serious about them getting well. And, uh, and so that's, uh, that's just some of the experiences we've had. We literally use this device Every day. I, I use it at home every day. Every not, day. Not necessarily on myself, but either it's myself or one of my dogs, because both of my dogs Pets. get like, yeah, mm-hmm, on a regular basis. I also just want to add in before we kind of turn over and let you guys ask questions. Um, one thing that we've kind of observed as well is that uh, stress can mm. tend to bring scars on display even more. Thank so you. like, let's say I have, I had a scar on display three years ago, right? And then the last three years has been totally fine. But this year I get a little stressed out and boom, that scar all of a sudden is active again. So that's something for you guys to be aware of because we are dealing with a lot of clients that are having elevated stress levels. It is, it is that much more important that we're checking for scars. If scars ever showed up in your case history with a client, 
and then they start developing old symptoms, go back to what you did to correct it. Look back at old uh, approaches to checking scars and things like that. I had um, They'll go active on you. It might take three to six months to get them inactive. They might go inactive a year, two years, five years, and then they can go active again. Remember, the adhesions never shut down. You can calm them down. You can program them to slow down. The wheat germ oil or sesame soil enhances, you know, when the below the surface, the tightness, it makes them more supple, right? So things can flow better, but they never truly go away 100% and they never truly shut down 100%. So never, ever, ever rule out scars, mm-hmm. especially on your tough cases. If you haven't visited that in a while, you got some tough cases and like, I'm coming at this from all these angles and they're doing what they're supposed to and their diet's on point and... And they're not getting what's going on. So there's a hang up, right? If they're not blocked or switched, you better be checking for scars real closely because it can be something that simple that can literally in a matter of days reposition them to know they're feeling better and doing better. Yeah. So. All right. Awesome. Well, I would love to turn it over to Bob for a few minutes and see um, what questions you guys have specifically. Feel free to unmute um, and jump in with a question. So, I have two questions. Hey, April. Hey, Becca. Hey, Dan. Hey, Bob. Hey. My number one question is, um, will the LED light help with bone regeneration? And then my second question is, um, you. so, Dan, um, remember when Carl showed us how we could like um, improve a golf swing or by activating the muscle and putting the cold laser on it and, and doing that. It, does the LED light do the same thing? Yes, and I'll tell you how. What you can do is put that person through range of motion while you're primarily hitting cerebellum or frontal cortex, but the but the, C, the uh, cranial nerve reset, we, did a, we just did a, a deal in our last practitioner uh, where we actually used this this light device and did what's called cranial nerve reset. There's 12 cranial nerves, and we showed how to actually reset those cranial nerves for, for sight, for sound, for smell, for taste, uh, for swallowing, for engaging the upper, upper thoracic area, uh, and all five lobes of the brain. So uh, absolutely, you can improve that kind of performance. Bob, you got more on that? Well, actually, uh, with the LEDs, you'd be more apt to do with the near-infrared light because that actually penetrates deeper and this does one. a lot of work with, with bones. You, can't, you shouldn't look at the, the near-infrared either. See the difference? See the difference? There's it's the regular, light. and this one's yeah. just got and that, but this one, this is the one you're talking about, Bob? It, it penetrates much deeper through the skin. Uh, you should actually use protective glasses both for yourself and your client when using that because that can damage the eyes. Uh, but it will also work on bone that's close to the skin uh, in situations like you're talking about. As far as regeneration, I'm not sure. But the only thing I can say is to try it. Everything we've tried, everything Dan's tried, has been a positive reaction. Uh, it's so much easier to tell you what it will not do than what the LED, li- LED lights will do. Um, we find, you know, we, we tell people, well, just this last little while, I've got, yeah, I've got a story too. Uh, it's basically, I was working on a horse and this lady saw all of the things that 
have been very well moving along with her horse. And she says, do you think you could help my husband? I said, well, what's wrong with it? He said he fell off a 16-foot roof and broke his back. He's got uh, a titanium rod in his spine. He's also got screws and clips and all of that stuff. And he's a non-believer, she said. So anyway, um, he decided to come down, and I asked him if I could just show him how this works. And basically, within five minutes of going up and down where the rod was and placing just the regular red light um, on the areas where the screws were, he started to straighten up. And I said, so what just happened? And he says, I don't want to have to admit it, but it's working. And they bought a light. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, okay. he and, he and his Well, he also talked to another client's husband who had both shoulders repaired. In other words, had shoulder, here we go, I'm trying to say this again, shoulder surgery on both shoulders. And she bought him a red light to help him through and have less scarring. And they were at a picnic together and he was saying, well, this guy came by and was putting this light on me and I felt the difference. And he says, oh yeah, I use mine all the time. I feel great, help my shoulders, I'm healing faster. He says, if you've got a chance to buy one of these, you better do it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you've got to try. Uh, and, but as far as doing anything with bone, I would definitely suggest that you move in to the near infrared light to, and just treat it the same way. Use it the same way, take care of it the same way. Uh, all it is is just a different level of light. It's a different rating. Uh, it's a different nanometer where the near infrared lights are 880 nanometers that we've got ours at. Okay. So and that's why it's able to go deeper. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, Bob, we got a pretty important question here. We're going to read it to you. Hold on a second. Uh, Laurel is on, um, and she she typed in her question just with limited service, says, um, or in a place where it's hard for her to get on. Um, she says, can you address how we cover ourselves legally for the use of the devices in our office? My liability insurance does not cover devices. Mm, I, I would say that you need to really look at other, other carriers. There's carriers that are out there that will cover this type of situation, uh, whether you, whatever type of device you use. Here, uh, but again, not you're not being intrusive. That's right. That's right. You know, There's, that's the key, not yeah. being intrusive. What that is, is that that's an intake procedure problem, okay? The yeah. authorization to accept someone as a client spells out very clearly that we're not diagnosing or treating any illnesses, and we're not, uh, we're not putting people on or off medications. We're not... We're not working in the realm of doing anything that would be considered diagnostic or an invasive uh, procedure or action. Um, you know, every state's different, okay? <coughs> Excuse me, but in Wyoming, my liability insurance is really the requirement for me to be in business from a liability standpoint is basically limited to the fact that in the wintertime, if somebody slips and breaks their ankle coming into my office, that they'll cover their, you know, if they get hurt, okay? Um, you know, manufacturers of, of supplements carry their own type of insurance uh, to cover that type of thing, which in 20 years, I've never had a situation arise. So it's really, it's not so much the insurance carrier covering the device, it's really an education issue between the practitioner and the client as to what you're actually doing and not doing. Right. And that's where that really comes in. And as well, it would also be an education situation between the practitioner and their insurance carrier. 
Yeah. So, good question. Thank yes, you. Yes, thanks, guys. What other questions do you have? Okay, this is April again. You know me. I'm the question lady. That's all right. Great. Everybody benefits from um, it. Yes. What is the best way to do uh, use the light on the mouth? Because I was, I was taught with the cold laser that I can do it through the, the cheek skin. Mm-hmm. But with this LED light, is it better if I like place it in my mouth or shine it in my mouth? Or how's the best way to do this? That's a good question. Well, I find that the... I put it on my TMJ. You, my wife has TMJ really bad. And she actually does her TMJ on the outside. Uh, she doesn't go inside at all. Um, and she can get to the areas that she needs easily. Uh, it's effective. Uh, if you wanted to do it inside the mouth, I would say you have to shine it inside the mouth. There's really no need. Um, because it's, you know, if you really would analyze what happens when you do like through the cheek, you'll see that the light penetrates through the cheek and onto the gums. So it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, the easiest is just to do it right on the skin surface and it will penetrate deep enough to do what you need to do as far as that. Is, is it a teeth problem or what? Um, so I have severe periodontal issues in my mouth and I'm trying to work on regenerating bone and gum tissue. I'm finally, after a few years of really working on this, getting uh, gum tissue to grow, but the bone tissue is not growing. Um, And last, uh, well, not last time Dan tested me, but I think the time before he found that um, I needed to do my wisdom teeth where the extraction was. Mm-hmm. With the, he tested me with both the laser and the light, and I tested positive for the light. And so I didn't know. I've been putting it on my cheek in that curve where the jaw curves. Right. Um, and I don't know. Another good question would be how long should I leave it on the cheek to penetrate through to the, the gum tissue? Again, the, the LED lights, they're finding with, with their newest research is any one particular spot. Um, it's less than two minutes is the maximum. Uh, after a two-minute period, it actually starts to uh, reverse itself in the progress. So in essence, you're defeating your purpose after two minutes. As far as the periodontal bone situation, I would say you're going to need to use the near-infrared light in a situation like that, and you're going to have to actually probably strive it, uh, shine it inside the mouth. That's that would be my suggestion as far as how to do that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So, sure. Do you want to speak up? Go ahead, Tina. You're fine. Okay. So um, two questions. First of all, um, I have a client who had LASIK surgery, and that's showing up as an active scar for her. Is it safe to just do it over her eyes, of course, shut? Um, and also, is there, I'd like to just have some sort of a printout for my clients to educate them. Do you have some sort of um, source material you recommend for uh, explaining how it works? You mean as far as the light therapy works itself? Um, you'll find a lot of that kind of information actually in the manual, in the front part of the manual. You'll have to skim through there, and it'll actually explain how the light therapy works. Mm-hmm. Um and how it actually generates the, the food source for their DNA, their microchondrial DNA, and creates the process of actually 
helping and um, you know regeneration. Yes, as far as the standard red light, uh, it's it will not damage the eyes. It's a bright light, so it'd be like looking in a set of headlights. But as long as she's got her eyelids closed, you can do that. Okay, yep. um, that's that's not a problem. But uh, if if you think I should put together another handout to explain it a little better, I will try and do that. You know. Okay. You guys, I have no. Okay. I have purchased the the um, the book. I just have a, a red light I purchased on its own. Oh, okay. So. Um, you can talk to Dan. I can send him some. He can he can sell you a book. Okay. Uh, one of my therapy books. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It's got. And these are strictly, these ones were designed strictly for practitioners. Okay. Yes, and they are amazing, Bob. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so I've, much. It's so I much better than anything. anything out there. Yeah, it is. I would address this with you, Tina, because I've had to work with, years ago when we first started working with LEDs and, and uh, the Arconia approach to this, mm -hmm. if you take that, there's a fleshy part of the, the skin, and if you put that over the eye, it depends on if a person says it's too bright through the eyelid. If you take that fleshy part of the tissue and put it over the eye, this is what we used to have to do all the time. Turn this on and then and then actually put it up next to that through the tissue to kind of block it over the eye, but you're going through soft uh, tissue into the eye. Sometimes you can use that for two minutes on each side, and that's an effective way to treat that instead of just going right into the eyelid too. So just remember that right. you can do that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a personal thing. You gotta you gotta work with your clients. Yep. See what works for them. And what works for them is just going to make you that much better in their eyes. Yeah. Another uh, thing to look into is the, is the uh, I think Dr. Brimhall has what's called laser guards um, that you can use. I'd have to see about the, the penetration with an LED, but you can put their glasses that you put on and you can put that and they can keep their eyes open and you can put this right up next to the glass and, and do it that way. And the only thing that passes through is the photonic energy that's actually promoting the mitochondrial activity at the cellular level for healing. And I just want to share how amazing the manual is. That's just one page. Very simple. Headache, some points that you can, some acupressure points that you can uh, use the light device on. Um, we also had a question about the different, um, the different types and colors. If you can maybe just kind of do a breeze over, it is in the manual as well, more specifics. But Bob, if you can just quickly, kind of as we wrap up, um, kind of breeze over what each one would be ideal for. We know that initial... Well, I, actually, we use them really much more, the different lights on a daily basis than most people do uh, working with animals. Okay. Okay. We use the blue light. The blue light is strictly for skin issues. Uh, it'll, it'll actually, I've actually seen it deteriorate, uh, ringworm. If you have a client with ringworm, you can use the blue light, uh, again, for up to the two minute factor, uh, rotating it, rotating it, rotating it for two minutes all around that area. And I've actually seen it right after we, we did the, the session, that it actually looked like it started to bubble. And within mm. two days, the ringworm was gone. But it will go after, uh, it's also used for acne uh, by dermatologists, the blue light. It actually, it's been proven through dermatology that the blue light kills the DNA and the, uh, the basic structure of acne. 
And then they come in with the red light afterwards to help close up the pores that mm -hmm. has been created. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the blue light is basically for skin issues uh, that are viral and fungal in nature. Uh, the green light is more for emotions. There's, there's studies being done by the U.S. government on uh, PTSD soldiers coming back now with massive PTSD problems. They're starting to help them get out of these really, really bad situations with PTSD. Uh, the uh, Coast Guard is doing a study uh, for people that work night shifts because of the human body clock gets out of, out mm -hmm. of focus and out, out of sync. Mm -hmm. And they're using that to actually get them back into sync. Yep. So that is more an emotional situation with the green light. Uh, the red light is really the workhorse. It does so much. It works for pain. Mm -hmm. It works for arthritis. It works for oh, uh, scar tissue. It works for, uh, you know, even if someone has a surgery, it helps with the healing process. It generates more collagen. Mm -hmm. it, it creates less scarring. It, it just mm -hmm. creates softer skin. Yep. Um, and then the near infrared light is for much deeper mm -hmm. penetration. Um, the red light penetrates for approximately two centimeters. Uh, the near infrared light goes almost double that. Uh, it also works, like I said, for bone issues that are close to the skin that you can access with it. Um, but that's that's basically the four lights that we always use and always handle. I've always got them in in my box that I carry to work with the animals. Uh, and I end up working with more and more now. We're getting more and more uh, customers or owners, not our customers, our, our clients are the, the animals. But their <laughs> owners come to us and said, you've done so much for my horse. It's doing so much better. Can you help me? And that's mm. what we're starting to get into, what we call our, our horse and rider program. Yeah. And we've got horses and riders that we're treating at the same time. Mm. So uh, That's way good. And that, well, we've got one trainer that's had a broken back in a uh, an automobile accident, and every time I go up there every Wednesday, and virtually each at least every other uh, day I'm up there uh, every other week, I'm I'm working on her back because she goes through these pains, you know. So um, you know, it's like anything; it's it's not going to cure anything. It's not going to do anything but make someone feel better. It's going to make their life a lot better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Wow. You know, as, thank you. As part of everything that we teach in our practice weekends, the, the, the practitioner weekends, the shadow days and the mentorship, this is an invaluable tool that must be a part of every practitioner's arsenal um, because scars are the top one of the top five stressors. There's 18 known stressors that we know of clinically mm -hmm. uh, in practice um, that can stand in the way of the body's ability to perform. But one of the top five has always been scars, has been for over 20 years that I've been doing this. And I learned from guys that have been doing this stuff for 60 years. So this is yeah, not yeah. new. It's just not new. Right. So. Well, thank you so much, yeah. everybody, for we joining us. We really appreciate it. Take and care. Have an awesome weekend. We look forward to seeing you soon on another, uh, another one of our Q&A sessions on Zoom. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. 
It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>